Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now we are a proud member of the 143 podcast network How's it going, everybody? This is Joey Galvez, and I'm here with Albert Morales, and we are the House of Indie. And we have Tone Rodriguez on the line. How's it going, Tone? Hey, guys. What's up, bud? So we just wanted to sit down and talk with you a little bit about a handful of projects that you got going on. The reason why we have you here is because you are uh, really good friends with Albert, and uh, and we just want to know what's going on, man. I say we're good friends. I think Albert, we think we Albert, knock each other back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> Albert just owes me money, so I keep tabs on him. Oh, is so, that, that that's know, what it is. Whole, yeah, the whole thing about being really good friends. I mean, it's it's very uh, it's very loose, you know. But yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't think anybody could be really good friends with Albert, right? No, no. I got the whole. Oh, ang- no, I got the whole angry you know, rooster thing for a reason. So yeah. yeah oh no, but that's that's the funny thing. It's like. Um, I again, Albert does have a bit of a, um, I don't know what the word is like, a reputation for kind of being like, <laughs> like a little, a little like he rubs people the wrong way. He never <laughs> rubs me the wrong way. It's like we're totally cool, everything's fine, you know. That's funny. So, and again, it, it, but I mean, it's 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 not a. I mean, I'm not trying to like you know call you. It's not. It's not a thing that people don't know. I get, but you know, Albert's awesome. I love the dude. It's like when I got out to Phoenix, uh, uh-huh. after being in Los Angeles for my entire life, I was scared to death. Cause like, I didn't know anybody. And like Albert, like I literally got a hold of Albert, I think two or three days before the move. And I was like, Hey, wait a minute. I got Albert out there. I know Albert. And I, and I met <laughs> you, I think. And I said, Hey man, I'm moving. And then you're like, Hey, when are you doing it? And I was like, Oh, Wednesday. And he, he and one other guy were the only two people that I knew well enough that I could actually bug to like help me unload the truck. And, <laughs> and, and that was after doing a full day's of, of work, you know? So wow. like, yeah, no, Albert's way up there for me. It's like, <laughs> I, I, do, I love the dude. Well, I appreciate that's awesome. it, man. But we're that's actually awesome. here to talk about you, though. So let's <laughs> let's jump into you because uh, that's where well, that's what I'm, everybody wants to hear. But I appreciate you. Yeah, I know. I'm no, I'm, but I'm being honest. I'm not even saying that just because we're on here. It's like yeah. it literally just hit me because this is the thing. I, I've lived in Los Angeles my entire life. I've always had my um, my network around me of people that I could either turn to or people mm-hmm. I could ask for things. And once I got to Phoenix, I realized. I had lost a lot of that. Yeah. And Albert, I mean, again, Albert and like, uh, uh, Glenn, uh, Ben Glendening. Yeah, ben. If it weren't for those two people, I would have been sunk because oh. I had a studio where I had a scanner and a computer and everything was set up. And then 
what happened is when people moved into the studio, they're like, hey, man, your computer's garbage. I'll bring in my computer. And then <laughs> they used my scanner with his computer. And then the other guy would be like, hey, I got a light cable. I'm going to bring that in. And we bring that in. And we have all this shared equipment. Yeah. And then when I left, I just left with my scanner. And I'm like, okay, what am I going <laughs> to do with a scanner? I don't have a computer. <laughs> and so all of a sudden, I found myself in a situation where I had to rely on people to probably the detriment of most of there was a uh, lot of jobs yeah yeah i mean and again and ben uh, uh, uh albert here uh, far above and beyond helped me out so many times oh that's awesome so, man yeah. that's really cool yeah yeah so super good so uh, a little bit about you uh so i there i i always ask a handful of questions uh to creators that i speak with uh number one how did you uh what was your breakout moment um like in comic books, you mean? Yeah, comic books, creating. How did you ever, how did you, uh, what was that one moment that you felt like, I, I want to do this for a living? I want to create uh, something like this. I I ran out of options. Okay. I I had regular jobs. I did everything. I used to be um, uh, like a shorter cook. I, I was a grill cook. I, I That turned into me being like a, like, again, they said chef, but I mean, I, I, I was hardly <laughs> a chef, but yeah. I. I did everything. I used to do uh, radio dispatch for a tow truck company. Okay. I used to sell watches at a swap machine. And then one day I just went, you know, I, I could do this. Like I've, I've always loved comic books. It's not like one day I just saw a comic book and I go, Oh, that sucks. I can do it. No, yeah. I, I saw, I mean, I always loved comic books. And then one day I was like, you know what? I really like this. I should give this a go. And so after going through all that regular stuff, because in high school, there was no preparation aside mm -hmm. for like going to college. And even when I was in, in high school, I had an aptitude for art to the point where I, I did have a uh, scholarship to go to Otis Parsons, but I already wow. had a job. I had a job already waiting for me the minute I graduated high school. So I went ahead, I turned down that, uh, that scholarship and I went to uh, work because I wanted a car. I wanted this, I wanted that. So I did all that. And then once I realized that I didn't have a whole lot of other things to do, like I, I just went ahead and I said, I want to do this. And then this is the thing you talk about breakout. Yeah, I basically just found some people that were doing a comic book. I saw the comic book and I go, hey, I like that comic book. I want to do a pinup for you. And so I did a pinup. I gave it to them. And then a couple of weeks, a couple of months went by and I kept waiting for the issue to come out so they could like, I want to see my pinup. Yeah. And they explained to me that they weren't going to publish the book anymore because they had another book they were doing and they couldn't afford to do both of them at the same time. And I was like, well, uh, you got why not? He says, what, what was that? You got sidelined. No, no, no. I, I just did a pinup. Right. Like, I didn't do pages. <laughs> I did a pinup. So they said, we can't, because the artist on both books was the same guy. Mm -hmm. And that was uh, Bill O'Neill. He was working on Chassis. And the other book was uh, Violent Messiah. And so yeah. I said, well, well, I'll do it. And they looked at me like, seriously like you'll do it and i was like yeah and so i did it i did the first uh like the relaunch of violent messiahs with right. them and again that. for for free i didn't get paid for it like they, they wow. kept me fed 
Was which, that that first issue? Very, very happy. What was that? Was that the first issue that uh, that uh, for Violent Messiahs? That's the one. That's because that's basically around the time that I met you in San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, when, uh, when that first San Diego Comic Con that you may have seen us with the book, right, was not my first Comic Con. I had been going to Comic Con okay. for like ten years before that, right? Because that's the first the, time me and you met. So, yeah. Well, that that might not be well, entirely it, true. Well. I take that. Well, actually, it was because that was the only time I had actually been to San Diego Comic-Con and I went as a pro. And you were sitting there and I happened to have that Violent Messiah's book. I had seen it before. So that was Uh the first time I had my experience with you. And then fast forward, we, you know, we kind of touched base a little bit more. Well, well, see, the year before that year was the year I had, I was with these people. I was working with them. I already done like maybe six or seven pages we went to the show to basically talk to um, uh, the guy who does Bean World. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Larry Martyr. And so, because he was the guy who was running Image at the time. And so we went ahead and we had this moment where we, we, we went to the, 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 the Image Central booth or whatever and we're talking to him. No, we were doing it at our booth. And we start talking about this other book we want to do. And then we started showing him pages. And then, uh, I don't know what it was. And this is the one thing you're going to find out about me. I love to talk. I, d- I don't necessarily <laughs> stay on topic, but I can all. talk. <laughs> so I kept talking and talking and, and Larry was like, okay. And I kept talking and talking and Larry was like, no, okay. And then Jan, I think turned to me and he goes, he already said, okay. And I looked at her like, well, what do you mean? Okay. He's like, they'll do the book. <laughs> you know, oh, like, wow. I was still like selling them on like the book because I was inexperienced. I was, I was um, so I you, was unsure of myself. I just I wanted to go like it'll be this and it'll be this and I'm working on this and blah blah. Would you say you pounded him into the ground and and pushed him into into push, putting that book out? No, no, he had already said yes. We oh, already. Okay. I can well, basically. <laughs> okay. We got into and the idea is if if I could put an analogy together, we got into a fight. He said, "Hey, <laughs> I'm not going to put this book out," and we're like, "Yeah, you are," and then. We hit him with one positive, like, yeah, it looks this good. Like, show him the art. And then he said, okay. And then yeah. I just went, no, you don't understand. I kept hitting him with, no, you don't understand. And he was like, I already said, okay. I already said, okay. <laughs> Shut up. I said, okay. We're not going to talk about yeah, this anymore. Yeah, yeah. exactly. exactly. <laughs> and, but it's the truth. That's exactly how it happened. That's and it's funny. funny because that's happened a couple of times where, uh, again, I'm not trying to say like I'm inept where I don't understand when people are like, going, no, no, we're good. We're good. But in that case specifically, I, I didn't get it, but I, I finally got it. Yeah. Okay, good. We're doing it. See, going back so, to the thing where, where Tone likes to talk, uh-huh. he's, uh, and this is just something you, uh, most people will find out about me is that I work for half the day. So I'm up at four in the morning. Uh-huh. So when I call somebody during the day, everybody else has regular jobs. But my comic book buddies, I'm like, there's nobody to talk to. So I'll call somebody <laughs> randomly and and then uh, uh, like they're busy with work or whatever. But I can always count on Tone because I know Tone's working at his desk. <laughs> and I'm like, Tone will answer the phone. So let's 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 yap it up for about an hour or so yeah. and, and just kick it. <laughs> so, yeah, he's my go-to well, when it comes to having a conversation that, and talking. But you see, that's the funny thing. The entire time we've been talking, I'm sitting at my desk. I've been working this whole time. <laughs> nice, nice. That's awesome. I have to go to 
I have to go to the art store to get some markers. And then Albert called me and says, Hey, remember that interview we talked about doing? And I go, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What? Yeah. We, we're going to do it right now. <laughs> I'm like, uh, all right. So instead of going to the art store, I'm like sitting here just like working, like filling in blacks on this piece I'm working on now. So it's like, awesome. I'm, I'm always working, <laughs> always working. That's hey, awesome. Hey, so going back to the, uh, you said you worked a lot of odd jobs. And, and beforehand, was there any particular books that you really gravitated to that were really kind of turning your artistic influence on um, and, and really kind of pushing you towards that direction? Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. Like, uh, basically, um, I, I think what was happening is when I was working on VM and I'm talking about like the second book, the, yeah. the Lamenting Pain book, right. I um. I was never really happy with like the inkers that worked on the book. And again, no disrespect to any of the people that worked on the book. Like uh, Walden Wong worked on the book and he's a phenomenal inker. Uh, I think Clayton Crane worked on the book for like a bunch of pages. Wow. So wow. like a bunch of these guys like worked on the book and mm-hmm. I mean, and Clayton, I think in my opinion was the guy who kind of like did the stuff like, Hey, that's cool. And so there's some pages that I drew later after he had inked them, like he had already inked the pages, like from one issue. And I, I started mimicking like his lines because I liked what he had done. <laughs> nice. You know, That's so awesome. it was really weird. Yeah. So I, I, we had a bunch of people, but for whatever reason, I, I wasn't, I, if I could have done looser layouts, maybe I would have been happier with the end result. Hmm. And so basically what happened is, because the book kind of seemed like it was all over the place. And then they offered this idea that, well, we can do these digital links and the book will look more like you. So then the second issue of, or the second series of Violent Messiahs is a lot tighter. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, looks more like me. But also when I look at those pages, I don't see, I don't see things that make me super, super happy on every page. But gotcha. I'll, if I look at the originals, I'll go. Hey, that's a cool page. Oh, I like this. Like mm-hmm. I see the little nuggets and that's the thing. I get to the point where I'll see little nuggets where I'm like, Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Oh shit. What, what did I do there? You know? And I kind of like go, okay, ignore page four or whatever, because <laughs> you know, that just needed to be done. And once the pages are done, it's like, I try not to think about it. It's like, okay, that's done. Just get it out of your head. Go, go, go. And so um, I think the second Val Messiah is really got me kind of feeling like I, I knew what I was doing hmm. and I felt a lot more comfortable with it. If, if that, if that's a, a decent answer to the question. Yeah. 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 yeah that's awesome. So is there, is there a, a character or, or, or a book or, or a genre that you've always wanted to kind of work with that you haven't been able to do yet? Um, you know, I, I'm, I, uh, no, I was going to come up with something stupid and funny to say, and then, <laughs> then I realized, don't do it. This is what, let's treat it like a very serious interview. Uh, no, you know, it's funny. I, I, I always, um, I always joke that the one thing I always wanted to do was uh, like a superhero comic book. Okay. I always wanted to do like a Superman or a Batman or whatever, you know, like that. Thing. And then I kind of like realized at one point, like holy cow it's like i've never drawn a superhero comic book because mm-hmm. violent messiahs was definitely not a photorealistic type of comic book it was mm-hmm. you know it, it, i mean some of the terms that they would use to promote it like somebody said it was noir somebody said it was like photorealistic something or something and i just read some of these reviews and i'm like 
wow, did you guys actually look at the book? Because like, yeah, no, it, I it got was all none like of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It was like it was weird, poppy, like bullshit. But right. look, hey, whatever, whatever it takes for you guys to sell a book, I'm I'm fine with. It. I don't <laughs> care. Um, but after the fact, I just kind of like thought to myself, like, oh, man, that's not cool. Like, I'm it's like my my stuff doesn't look anything like that. Right. Mm. And then I realized I'd never drawn a superhero comic book. And it kind of bummed me out because, you know, I did the Vomicize, then I did the Snake Plissken, then I did my UTF book. Hmm. And I just kind of was like, man, it's like, what? I wanted to draw superheroes. And so even now, like, I still haven't drawn, like, yeah, you're, a real superhero comic book, you know? Yeah, your, um, your style closest... hasn't, has changed. Your, your style, you've got multiple styles that you use in your in your projects. I mean, you've gone from everywhere from... The Simpsons and uh, Treehouse of Horror to you know Snake Plissken, yeah. you know, and and it's like wow, man, this guy's got a wide range. But I, I got to agree well, with but, you, yeah. yeah. But but that's the thing is, I I, um, I took a, an art class uh, from Mike Vosberg uh, years and years and years and years and years ago. This was before I even got to comic books, mm-hmm. and uh, I originally took the course because Howard Chaikin was supposed to teach it, oh, and mm-hmm. uh, we're and, and again, yeah, Howard Chaikin. Oh my God, you know, I'm gonna yeah. take a class from Howard Chaikin. And so I'm in a room with like 32 people, you know, and we're all waiting for Howard Chaikin to show up. And then this little, I, and I hate to say this little old man shows up because he wasn't, he wasn't an old man. He just looked like an older man. Right. He walks in and I'm like, holy shit. Like, wow. It's like, I've seen pictures of Howard Chaikin in the comic books. It's like, wow, he doesn't look anything like he used to. And it's, it's Mike Vosberg. And hmm. Mike Vosberg immediately goes, Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Mike Vosberg. Uh, I know that the majority of you were expecting Howard Chaikin to come in. Howard was scheduled to teach this class. Howard is unable to teach a class. And so I understand if, you know, you guys, you know, are no longer interested in the course, but I will be teaching the course. I've been drawing comic books for 20-something years, blah, blah, blah. Wow. And, um, you know, and so this is the thing. 10 people got up and walked out of the classroom. No. Wow. This is a guy that worked on Tales from the Crypt and stuff like that for, you know, HBO and all that, right? This is is while he's working on Tales from the Crypt. So, like, Tales from the Crypt hasn't even, like, blown up the way it was. Wow. So, like, I I think they just finished season one, and so we had just gotten to see a few things from it, like, during the course. Wow. But, like, this is the... now, Now, this is my opinion. And, again, keep in mind, I took a class from this guy, but he was Mr. Marvel. In my opinion, he was like the Ron Lim before Ron Lim. Okay. okay you know, okay. everyone refers to Ron Lim, like Ron Lim worked on all these characters. He worked on all these major books. Right. Mike Vosberg worked on everything because Mike Vosberg will get the job done. Mm. And so, you know, if they, they would call him up on like a Thursday afternoon and they go, Hey Mike, we got a She-Hulk issue that needs to be done by Monday. Uh, you know, can you do it? And he's like, uh, by Monday. And he's like, yeah. And he would go, okay, no problem. And sure enough, like no problem. He would have it delivered by Monday. And so the thing is, a lot of people are funny because they go, oh yeah, well that book looks like it was drawn over two or three days. It's like, you know what? F you. That's a book (laughs) that was finished in two or three days and was sent in and was ready to go out. It's like, you know what? I understand some people kind of like being hard on stuff like that. Right, right. But when you hear like the backstory on it, like even today, if somebody told me I had to turn in a full 24 page comic book, 
in like what essence is like four days. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's possible to turn it in and yeah. to have a level of quality that you go, oh yeah, th- this is a great looking book. And that and hasn't again, changed. That hasn't changed in, in all these years. That has not changed. That you still hear of inkers and artists getting that whole, yeah, yeah. hey, we need this by, oh, I don't know, these 12 pages by tomorrow. You know, exactly. that's, that's exactly. rough, man. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so he took off, right? All these cats took off. And I'll be honest with you. I was like, yeah, I, I want to learn from Howard Chaykin. It's like, I was ready to leave, but I was, <laughs> I didn't have the balls to like get up and walk out <laughs> on this dude. So yeah. I was like, I'll wait till my break. And then as soon as the break is, I'll like squeeze out. But the thing is over that first, you know, 20, 30, 40 minutes, whatever of the class, I realized that he had something to offer. And I just said, there's no way I'm going to blow this. I'm going to yeah. stick around. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take it up. So Mike Vosberg was totally like the guy that like got me to go, this is how you do it. And this is why I brought this up. You talked about versatility. Mike Vosberg, the That's first awesome. thing he did was he handed out his business card and he handed it out to all of us, his business card. And we all looked at it and we're, he's like, what do you guys see? And I'm just looking at the card and I'm like, uh, his home phone number, his address. Like I, I, I couldn't figure out what wow. he was trying to tell me. I see gold. And he says, <laughs> nowhere on that co- on that business card does it say I'm a comic book artist. It said Mike Vosberg, freelance artist. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so at that point, he got it in my head that if somebody yeah. asks you to draw uh, or design a mural. If you can do it, yeah. then do it. Yeah, anything. If yeah. you can, if if somebody needs a bumper sticker, if somebody needs a this, if somebody yeah. needs a T-shirt design, you do it. Mm-hmm. So, like when it came to me doing the work that I wanted to do, like again, doing this whole versatile shit, I I just wanted to work on the Simpsons, and I had one of my friends working at the Simpsons at the the the, the Bongo comic book. So I bugged him relentlessly. I said, Hey, can, you know, if you ever need somebody to work on like Futurama, like I'm totally down for it. You know, it was like, Oh, well, okay, well, we'll let you know. We'll let you know. And again, never came through. And then one day he hits me up and he goes, Hey, look, I think we got something that might be right up your alley. And that was my first treehouse. Nice. And it was just nice. because I was persistent and I told him that I wanted to do it. How funny is and that, that you I actually thought- worked on treehouse, but you learned from, from Mike who worked on, you know, Tales from the Crypt and all these other books like that, the horror factor books yeah. or, or productions. Well, yeah. But see, the thing is the, the Treehouse of Horror is a, um, it's an artist du jour. Sure. You, they want, they want you to draw the characters like not on model, but uh, like, so that they right. look like the senses. They, they have the bubble eyes. They yeah. Right. The, right. The right. Right. Overbite. And I said, okay, cool, cool. And he says, yeah. So, um, can you do me a favor? Can you send me like turn around so I can go ahead and do this? And he goes, no, 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 you don't understand. We want you to do it the way you want to do it. So do it the way you draw and we'll just do it. Yeah. And I said, Oh, nice. so, so I can, yeah. I can do it any way I want. And he goes, yeah, absolutely. And I said, okay, send me a turnaround. Cause I want to do it the way you guys do it. Oh, okay. Because cool. I, I didn't want to do one comic book. Right. I wanted to do more. It's like, I wanted them to mm-hmm. know that, look, I yeah. could do this. And so because I basically said, look, no, send me the turnarounds. I want to do it the way you guys do it. And again, if you look at that first treehouse that I did, it's, it's, it's so like off model, amateurish and whatnot, but it was a very cool experience because once that was done, they got a hold of me very quickly and said, Hey, do you want to do a radioactive man? 
And Radioactive <laughs> Man is their superhero. Right. So I finally That's got awesome. to draw a superhero comic book. I, I, albeit Jason's <laughs> ones. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. That's awesome. The one thing I learned is just never say no. Right. And you know, uh, I've, I've, I don't know. I, I'm, I know you don't know me, but we have met before. Uh, in a comic shop, you were doing a like I think it was like a like a free comic book day or like a Halloween comic book day, and you know they invite all kinds of artists, right? Uh, you actually yeah. you actually drew me and my children a couple of uh, sketches of I think it was Homer and then uh, a couple of Bob's Burgers uh, uh, characters and stuff. And we still have those oh, to this day. Okay, gotcha. Was that at uh, Samurai? No, it was at it was. I think it was at Gotham City downtown Mesa. Okay. So that was, it it was it was almost it was probably a good four or five years ago, man. Yeah, it's been a while since it's you been know a what? while. I, I, I was gonna say uh, I remember doing one at uh, Samurai, but that was a uh, a, uh, a what you call it a um, blah blah blah. A uh, free comic book. That's day. not what it's but called. But yeah, the Halloween yeah. <laughs> one was at Gotham City. Yeah, I think and that's the one. Like you said, you had what, like three kids with you? Yeah, yeah. I had my yeah. daughter. My daughter. She was wearing uh, the pink, uh, pink ladies jacket. Nice. Yeah. Okay. And, and my yeah, yeah, yeah. and my son was wearing the uh, Red Power Rangers uh, costume. Nice. And gotcha. I was I was the ugly guy with the big beard. So. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't remember uh, our uh, conversation, but I do remember little things like that. So yeah, it's like that's uh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the worst when it comes to like remembering people, like yeah. actually like remembering them. <laughs> but he's and, really good uh, with kids, though. Because uh, yeah, I, dude, he was. Well, yeah, yeah. He talked to my kids, and and they were like, they were like, oh, that's cool. And my my uh, my son, he was all excited to have all to have those uh, sketches and stuff, and he wanted me to put it off of up and away so that it wouldn't get messed up mm-hmm. and, and ruined and oh. and i still ha- i have it in my podcast room right now so i know I, I it's it's still there oh cool yeah it's awesome hey so fast forward now so you're you're working on that uh, you've you've done again treehouse of horror you've worked on snake plissken you've worked on gi joe what was it gi joe transformers and mask is it the, that crossover that uh, uh yeah IDW did? that was like a that was a crossover thing. Yeah. I just did covers. Right. There were variant covers for somebody. I don't remember what it was, nice. but it, it, it was called Revolutionaries. Or That's Revolution. right. That's oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you did Blood and Dust. And then you did. Uh, yeah. um, so fast forward, what we're doing with the podcast here now is that in the, in the house of indie, <laughs> we are uh, really looking at um, what guys are doing now in the, in the, Versus mainstream, because what's happening is I'm seeing there was a conversation that was had yesterday between uh, guys that we both know, uh, Daniel Davis, uh, Armand was in the conversation. I was in the conversation. Uh, Tony Parker was in the conversation about how some companies and this is something that comes around every one or two years where companies are now cracking down on on fan art and you're not going to see any printed stuff up anymore because shows are going to be cracking down on that, which is really unlikely. But as an independent, as a guy that wants to have his own stuff or that's going to be doing his own stuff, where do you see independent guys standing in in the shows? Are, are they going? To, is this going to continue on? You think it's going to continue in their area on their part, or are they really going to make that push? Well, you know, the, this is a funny thing. This whole print thing. Um, you, you know, you go to shows and like back in the old days, back, cause again, I, when I tell people I work for uh, the Simpsons or I work on the Futurama, 
it's like I don't do it anymore because the company that used to do it is gone. Right. That was Bongo. Bongo, Bongo yeah. doesn't do that anymore. Huh. Uh, and I think they're doing like online stuff with uh, the new show that they're doing, but no one's called me, no one's messaged me, so it's like I'm I'm just doing what I do. Sure. And so when we did that, I had a handshake deal with uh, Bill Morrison, and the 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 word down from him was, we would just prefer you guys to not have prints or you know sell commissions or do all this kind of stuff, right? Which was really hard. Right. Because like I had to turn down some big dollar commissions because yeah. it I didn't want to come back and bite me an ass because I wanted to keep working. Sure. So so now that the company's gone, I've done a few of them because my first and foremost, my deal was with Bill Morrison. That was my handshake. Bill's been gone for years. Right. Uh, the company's been gone for a while, and mm-hmm. I, I I still go to shows and I'll feel I, I'll see like people like Phil Ortiz. Mm-hmm. Still yeah. doing Simpson stuff because, like, that's uh, his bread and butter. Right now, I'm not saying that Phil Ortiz should stop doing what he's doing, but I'm kind of thinking, in my opinion, just because they told me not to do it and other people doesn't mean they told him not to do it. Sure. So I'm not uh, going to assume for one second that you know I'm going to put my hands on my hips and go, "Hey, you know, you're not supposed to be doing that shit." You know, no, right? No, no, yeah. no. That, again. That, I'm assuming at that point. Mm -hmm. So the thing is now that I'm the company's no longer there and now that I'm no longer doing the stuff, I do a few prints, but I'm not like that print guy wall. Like you'll never see me at a booth where I, you show up and I've got like, you know, (laughs) the great wall of China right behind you with nothing but prints. Yeah. Profile shots. That ain't (laughs) never going to happen. Yeah. It's never going to happen. Yeah. First and foremost, can you imagine all that stuff I'd have to lug around to go ahead and do that? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, but B, that is an amazing business. But it, the thing is, my business is drawing comic books. Sure. Yeah. Selling Just print, don't put that on your card. That's not my business. But but that's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> yeah. not my business. My business isn't isn't selling print. Yeah, I'm not a printmaker. Yeah. I I don't I don't mind it so much because if I can go to a show and I could make a few bucks selling some prints, you know, I could pay for my sick dogs. I could change the oil in the car i can keep mm-hmm. the roof over my head sure yeah, yeah. it's a fine but, line I, i'll give you that it's well, a fine line money needs yeah, but, to be made but somehow this, but this is the thing i i'm the guy who used to work officially for the bongo people right uh-huh. and if i decide to make a print i'm doing something creative i'm doing something clever i'm trying to do something different but meanwhile, they don't want to see different. They don't want to see exciting. They just want a picture of the Simpsons. And some guy over there just found a picture online. He copied it, you know, maybe ran it through a digital filter of some kind and uh-huh. printed 350 copies. And now he's making 25 bucks a copy because he's selling it. It's like right. and he had nothing to do with the original product. Yeah. Yeah. That's my argument. So that- I have a problem with that, but. I don't really have a problem with people that want that because he's providing something people want. Yeah. Now, again, that's, that's just still... because people want shit doesn't yeah. mean I should tell people not to sell shit. Right. <laughs> no, you know I, I, mean? I get it. I get it. I'm of the mind of like, if listen, if you've worked in some capacity on those characters mm-hmm. professionally, that means you signed a contract, you've worked on them somewhere or another, 
yeah. on the lines, then in my opinion, okay, yeah, you can have something of that of that Spider Man ish stuff or Avengers right. type stuff. Yeah, but 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 this is the thing. You're a young man. I'm, I'm going to use you as an example. Why, thank this you, sir. Year... Why, thank no, you. No, no, no. This is a year before we met. Right. Okay? You're a young man. You're set up at your small-town comic book show. Right. And you're selling a really shitty print of Spider-Man and a really god-awful Batman one. But it's the best you can do at that time. You're just making me laugh now. I, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing this like I'm on a TV show. I got my thumb up. The best you can do. <laughs> What? Why is it wrong for you to go ahead and try to sell those? Yeah, I because you're 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 a young artist. I mean, I'm sure I, I get I, it. I shouldn't have an opinion on. It. Yeah, no, no, no. I again, totally get it. You selling that print doesn't affect my business, right? Right. I, I like I said, I it's a mixed bag. It's definitely a mixed bag. Like I, I I agree with it. I don't agree with it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like I'd like to see what I'd like to see is, um like we talked about yesterday is uh, more guys have creator own projects up yeah. on the table and stuff like that. Whether that happens, whether, I, whether I even make that turn is, is yeah. two different things. You know, um, I'd like to see it, uh, but I, without sounding a certain way, I'd like to uh, make a little chicka ching, ching, ching in my yeah. pocket. Yeah. But well, but, but see, that's why, you know, this last year I, I, I found a guy that I want to work with. Right. Uh, we started a project that exactly. we kind of both have a little love for. Yes. It's something that we're nurturing. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, the thing is, I, I think things literally have to happen for a reason. You know, you could have, I mean, uh, look, it, this is the perfect example of, of things. I've, for a bad analogy as this is, I've had relationships with other people doing comic books. Right. And for better or for worse, it's like a marriage. You get married to this project. You get married to these people. You get married to this. And everything is great at first. And then eventually, you guys want to divorce. We've divorced once or twice. Who? (laughs) Me and you. Oh, no, I'm talking about projects. (laughs) Well, 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 you did work on projects together. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I suck. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but my point I want my is, alimony. <laughs> all of the, all of this stuff leads you somewhere because you sure. know sometimes people like see like well like all they see is all the horrible stuff from whatever that yeah. last experience was. Right, right. And I try to go, no, look, this was shitty, this was horrible, this was bad. But hey, look how cool this was, and look at this. Yeah. This is kind of neat. And again, sometimes it sucks to look back, but when you when you have a little perspective. And you can look back and you can see all the positives out of those projects. You can move forward and like apply all the good stuff to the next thing. So, like I said, I'm working with these guys. I'm going to mention their names. It's the guys at Aquatos Comics. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a big, it's a big crazy word for something that just means um, uh, like pride and, you know, just belief and all that. But aquatas comics we're doing this um, anthology book of horror stories right and awesome. so um this this also leads into what i'm talking you were talking about about doing your own thing right i don't mind having a print here and there of a certain superhero character or like again i'll, I'll use a, a good example of one of the ones that i've had forever i did a cover for um masters of the universe years ago yeah and so that skeletor 
I have a Skeletor print that is by far one of my the most popular posters or prints that I've ever done. People get tattoos. They've literally Wait, gotten tattoos. They've literally gotten tattoos of that thing. I've seen it. That's awesome. No, I know. I have I have people on Instagram. I took photos of people who show up and have tattoos of that on their arm. It's crazy. Wow. Um, I've seen <laughs> no less than about seventeen different ones of the same drawing. Wow. And uh, on different people. And so the thing is, I worked on that. I did it. I have a, a file. I've been selling it for years. If anybody ever turned to me who actually owned Skeletor or Master of the Universe and asked sure. me not to sell it, I would stop selling. Because okay. it's not yeah. it's not mine. It's, it, this is something I got paid for to do. Sure. But when I needed something to have it shows, I took this and it does very well. Yeah. Uh, same thing with the Cowboy Bebop one. I have a Cowboy Bebop wow. fan art thing that I have that I've just sold over and over again. And it just does really well. But if somebody ever came to me and said, oh, well, we'd prefer you not to do this, then I wouldn't. Because I know two comic book professionals right now that I could name that have literally seen people selling prints, not commissions. Like, I can do commissions all day long of these two characters. Right. But if I were to do prints of these two characters, they would literally come to my table. And maybe not the artists themselves, maybe somebody representing them. And they would be like, hey, look, um, you know, this is kind of like my baby. She's kind of like near and dear to me. Uh, I work really hard to like own this brand. I really prefer that you don't sell prints of this. And and I've seen them talk about it. And so for those two people, I would never make a print of these two characters. I think I know and one of them because, now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm trying well, to think yeah, in my yeah. head. I, I, know, I know you know one of and the thing is, there, there's nothing wrong with saying who yeah. these people are. All I'm saying is, I don't know if sure. it's a general thing, so I don't want to like put it out there. No, no. The, but, if somebody works really hard on a project and that's, that's their creation, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. they should be the ones that are putting that out, and and they shouldn't be. And nothing should be reproduced without their actual permission. That's yeah, yeah. just the way I feel and, about it. But so yeah, yeah, and and that's, and that's fine and dandy. But like I said, it's like. They and they, and I've heard from both of them. It's like, oh well, if somebody hits you up for a commission, by all means, do a commission. But sure. actually yeah. selling multiple prints, yeah, yeah, like that, they that's would cutting prefer into not butter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, so, so I'm told, and I'm totally cool with it. You know, like I said, it's like whenever I do one of them, I always make sure I only do about a hundred at a time. Wow, well, you know, just a hundred, <laughs> only a hundred. <laughs> hey, I'm, so going back I'm to kidding. this project that you're working on, yeah. this indie project you're doing, the the, the horror OMG. anthology. Yeah, what, is it called OMG? OMG, OMG exclamation mark. OMG. All right. So <laughs> what kind of story, uh, what kind of artists do you have in there? I, I'd imagine you guys would have an array of artists, or are you just concentrating on your specific uh, story, or are you part uh, of management? No, I've, I've, I've spent the last um, six months kind of like thinking – of like some people that I can bring in on this. Right. Um, the people that I have brought on, I've already reached out to them and said, Hey, look, I I'm, I'm doing this. It would be awesome if you could do it. And then I'm also letting them know. It's like, look, th this is this literally is real something thing. that we're, yeah. yeah, we're doing this. And I don't really have any money right now. <laughs> you know, so sure. I'm letting people know. It's like, and again, some people have gotten back to me and they immediately go, Oh, well, how come you didn't, you know, message me about this? Like, cause I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to bug you. Mm -hmm. 
And then, mm-hmm. uh, and, and without, without saying anything weird, it's like, I reached out to Albert. He was one of the first people I got a hold of. Uh, and again, a lot of these people just got hit up like within the last two weeks or whatever. Uh-huh. So I reached out to Albert and I immediately said, man, I have something that I think you could probably do. And then yeah. it, again, it, it, I was working with your, your strong suit, which is like your, your, um, uh, uh, Luchaverse stuff, you know the yeah, the, yeah. the impacto. Yeah. So I was like, and, and again, we we had a conversation. I sent you a picture, and I said, "This is what I want to see. Mm-hmm. What do you think?" Yeah. And then, like I said, look, I could have. I, I hate the idea of thinking, "Oh, I could have gotten anyone to do it," sure. because the thing is, I could have, mm-hmm. but I knew that this was in your wheel well, and I'm like, Albert can do this. Yeah, right, and right. so like we just sat there we talked about it and then you said how soon do you need this and i said i'll be honest with you we need it really quick we need it in two so days I, yeah i did i actually did do that um, well that always softens the blow when you say ah you can take a couple of weeks go ahead yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Especially, but, uh, especially with mind. Albert, you need a you need a light a fighter on oh fire under God. his butt. Yeah, huh? yeah. There's like <laughs> I've got a list of I got a list of stuff that's going on. But Tone did tell me, in, in all fairness, Tone did let me know. You know, hey, this is and because to be honest with you, here's the problem with some indie books, uh-huh. is that there's a good idea behind the book. The problem is the production area, and if you have multiple artists on an anthology book, and you tell them they have all the time in the world. They're gonna take It'll all never get the done. time in the yeah. world It'll plus another world. Yeah. So, uh, it, it's beyond Mexican time, and I, <laughs> and I can say that because I'm Hispanic. So eat me. Um, but it's but you're dealing with all these factors because you're not only have to deal with the art, you also have to deal with the editing. You have to deal with uh, if it's in color, mm-hmm. you got to send it to the colors, the 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 words on the page. You know, there's a lot of little factors just to making a comic book. So one we, last we call thing. the words on the page dialogue. Dialogue. There you go. I, the the words were missing from me. They were there, but I couldn't quite pronounce it. Uh, I'm sorry, sir. No hablo inglés. Uh, sorry. Uh, no, but uh, I, I speak of the Spanish, but only a little bit. Uh, so, so yeah. No, that's great about the about the OMG. When's the uh, when's the um, release date? When when are we looking at that? I believe um, you said somewhere, hopefully within the Phoenix uh, Fan Fusion time. I believe it was, or about around May twenty second, somewhere on there. We're 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 really hoping. However, I just had a conversation with um, uh, my guy, oh, and uh, that's the guy you put us off for. I'm just saying. Well, <laughs> well no, exactly. It's exactly what it was. <laughs> we, um, I think, because we when I say we. Me and Rob, Rob and I, right. uh, started talking about this back in maybe late August, early October, I think. I can't even remember, like, per se exactly. Mm-hmm. But we started thinking about what we wanted to do and how we wanted to do it. And so we started, like, just riffing really quick on, like, ideas. Like, well, we can do mm-hmm. this, and we can try this, and we can do this. And so what ended up happening is... I think we kind of got a little excited about potentially a realistic date we could put things together in. Right. And so we just had another conversation or he had another conversation with another gentleman. And we're now looking again, Phoenix fan fusion. We're going to have something. Sure. 
Okay. I'm going up to Vancouver in uh, the, the, the where's, where's my calendar? Uh, I'm going to Vancouver the second week in uh, February. Okay. We're going to have okay. something. But I think what we're going to have is we're going to have like a um, a print, like a like a teaser. <laughs> we're going to have no, 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 no. We're going to have sure. like a like an old like an old school ash. Can. Yeah, that's what I was thinking right now. I had an old school ash yeah, can. Yeah. That'd nice, be awesome. Yeah, yeah. 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 And and that's the thing. That's the weird thing. It's like I I don't even know if some kids even know what an ash can. No is. joke, right? Like yeah. that's like seeing yeah. something like that. It's like what's that? Yeah. That's an ash can, man. What is that? That's how they yeah, used yeah. to do it, man. Yeah, it's those old yeah. tricks that are new again, and and it's like they're coming back, man. Yeah, they're like they, yeah. I see those things getting people excited. I really yeah. do. Yeah. Well, and and that's the idea. You know, the idea is to basically uh, run it, run our first ash can on the back of the ash can when we have all our dates figured out and we know when we're going to start live, it'll have all the information for the Kickstarter. It'll have everything for, uh, when the book is set to ship. I mean, it, it'll have everything. That'd be awesome. The that's like, it's like a tour date for a rock and roll concert. <laughs> that, well, that's interesting that you say it because that's exactly how we refer to it as we're yeah. talking about <laughs> nice. the whole thing as a four. <laughs> we're talking about like, you know, we're going to go here, we're going to do this and we're going to do this for these people. Right. When we go to this other place, we're going to do this and we're going to do this for you. Nice. My thing is, I want to have a lot of um, uh, a lot of things uh, that people can get behind. Yeah. And when okay. I say something for them to get behind, I mean I want their for I want them to have reasons to want to get behind it. So again, yeah. just like all the kickstarters, you know, yeah, the they have all those tiers the, the and everything else line, like that. Yeah. You yeah. get a book. Yeah, yeah, it works its way up. Yeah. But the thing is. I'm going to be at shows and just because I'm dealing with somebody at a show who buys our ash can or, or shows interest, they might not necessarily be somebody who follows through and gets involved with the ash can. Right. Mm. So we're, we're trying to come up with a way of going, all right, cool. We want people to like jump on the, the Kickstarter, but yeah. we also want to thank people who like pick up the ash can at the shows. So yeah. we're going to come up with a thing where, um, you know, again, I, I, I the, the easiest way is to have the mailing list thing. And it's the craziest yeah. thing because it's that old school technology where here's a piece of paper, give me your name, your address, your mail, email and stuff. But that's how I'll be able to go, okay, I'm just going to pick a random, you know, address on this thing. And I'm going to send them a copy of the book even if they didn't buy it. Like, I, I mean, I won't know per se nice. if they bought That's it cool. on, the, but this is somebody I met at the show. Yeah. Right. And so we're going to do something just for those people. And again, That's awesome. some of the people are going to like jump on board and like get the whole thing. And then when we get up to the next level and the next tier, they're going to get this, they're going to get this. I, I want to let everybody know that we're kind of appreciate everybody doing something. Yeah. So, so the guys... idea isn't, yeah. But so the idea isn't to just, go okay we're going to reward all the people who go ahead and do the kickstarter yeah no you want it's to like, reward well, everybody yeah. yeah well sometimes when you're at a show yeah, yeah it's yeah. like some people some mm -hmm. people don't have the money to go follow through and then yeah they, they like getting things at the show yeah physically in their so hand like, and and really it's it's exactly, yeah. It, yeah it makes exactly. them part of the show it makes you know i say part yeah. of the show loosely like like it's a carnival ride or like a you know or, or no but it, circus, but, it, but it is part though. of the show but it is though some yeah. a lot yeah, of yeah. people save up their money for for yeah uh, for con. All, all year yeah, yeah. to go to conning to come back out yeah, yeah. with tons of great stuff mm -hmm. you know what i mean so yeah it's all yeah. like i times. remember when some some companies used to give away free swag 
Yeah. Or like you go to yeah. a comic uh, comic show and and uh, the guys would have the free swag. I think uh, uh, Ale uh, Garza for his Ninja Boy stuff, he uh-huh. he re put that out and he was starting to give away oh, give me free caps and this and yeah. that, and free posters and this and yeah. that. So that was really cool. Hey, so did you guys have like an Instagram or like a um, a Facebook for the OMG yet, or is it, where's that? Where can we find more information on something yeah. like that? Uh, well, you can definitely go to Aquatoss Comics. And give me one second; I'm going to pull it up to make sure I give you guys the, the correct information like, and the correct spelling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let me tell you, it, it's it's one of those things. Okay, here he is. He's so dyslexic. Watch I, what out. I'm going to do is I'm going <laughs> to give you uh, my partner's full name. And it's Rob Dieterly. I'll need okay. his address too, sir. Okay, so it's <laughs> Rob R O B Dieterly D I E T E R L E. That's on Facebook. Okay. Okay. And right, right there on his Facebook, you're gonna see all the stuff that we're starting to get going with a lot of the cool uh, uh, OMG stuff. Okay. Now, at some point, we, we definitely need to get our own uh, website and our own thing. Yeah. Again, this is still so early because the sure. idea is we're spending all of our time just trying to get these stories together yeah. and get yeah. things going for this. That all this, and again, it's just us. We don't have like a huge yeah, like, like assistance uh, market and, uh, thing. Yeah, it. exactly. So, so and, and then, you but you're, what? and then we can also reach you at your at your um, Facebook and Instagram, Tone Rodriguez. Is it two thousand or what? What is it? Uh, or is it just toned out Rodriguez? Or uh, what is it? My my Facebook and my Instagram. It's Tone Rodriguez two thousand. Tone Rodriguez two thousand. There you awesome, go. Awesome, yeah. awesome. So, and you you still take commissions, or you're doing commissions now? Is that right? Um, you know, you're always up for something, uh, or or is your list closed? Yeah, I'm, always, I'm always doing it. Uh, okay, awesome, awesome. And you're pretty affordable as far as your as far as your rates go, right? I mean, you you do a full body, you do face shots, you do. Uh, I've seen you do eleven by seventeen re, uh, cover recreations that have been awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, I I do. This is the thing about the 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 cover recreations. Uh, the, the, I do them because I want to do them. Sure. And then every so often I'll have somebody hit me up and they they go, oh well, you know, can you do one for me or I'll do one, and or or I'll finally put like the ones that I've already done, I'll put them up. But this is the thing. When I do these things for myself, they're not as inexpensive anymore. Right. They're because right. these are these are now mine. Right. If right, you right, want right. them, yeah, of course, yeah. You're gonna have to pay me for them. So the thing is, like, if somebody hits me up for a recreation. I generally kind of like have a, a, a price where I'm like, okay, uh, there's a logo, there's lettering, there's this, there's that. But for the most part, you know, I'm really focusing on the fact that if somebody hits me up and they go, uh, give me the, the Wolverine number one. All right. Okay. I got a number for that because yeah. it literally is one character, one big character. The logo is mm-hmm. pretty simple. Um, but sometimes they'll sit there and they'll go, Hey, can you do, um, a cover recreation of like Avengers 100, <laughs> you know, the you know? George Perez there, one where and, he's got like all oh, 50 yeah. million characters on there. Like, I need that one yeah, for a hundred dollars. Yeah. And yeah, that's not going to be cheap yeah, right. at all. Well, that's cool, man. And so the thing is people get, um, uh, they don't get hurt over it, but they, they definitely get right. surprised. And I got to go, look, dude, it's like, it's a lot I of characters. 
Well, they get smaller the more you draw, but uh-huh. yeah, drawing smaller sucks. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Is there uh, so you 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 said that you're going to be doing some shows? What are the shows that we can see you at this coming this year? Well, uh, Vancouver Fan Fest is set up. Uh, Dallas uh, Fan Fest is set up, uh, or um, Fan 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 Expo. Okay. I keep saying Fan Fest, but yeah, it's Fan Expo. Um, so yeah, that's Dallas and Vancouver. And the first one uh, is in Vancouver, and that's in February. Um, the Dallas one is in March. I just signed something up for the week before Dallas, uh-huh. but I can't talk about it because it's not 100% yet. So okay. I'm still waiting to hear, cool. um, but yeah, I mean, we got a bunch of shows that we're, we have planned. So we're, nice. we're looking to go to C2E2 uh, Emerald city was on the, on the, the, it's, it's still on the calendar, whether or yeah. not we actually do it. Um, WonderCon, MegaCon, um, you're not you're not coming out here, are you? Well, Phoenix Fan Fest is on my list. Okay. All right. So I'm letting you know that right now. Cool. Um, the people at Phoenix Fan is it called Fan Fest now? No, it, it used it's like to be. It's, it's Fan Fusion now. I think that was like two, three years ago that it was Fan Fest. What's a fusion? It's the fusion of pop culture. Yeah, um, it's not even. It's it's comic you know, books and more. Tattoos, music, books, uh, San, comics, San Diego, video San Diego games. does comic books and more, and they didn't call it fan fusion. Yeah, but San Diego the, got like a hair up there, you know. Well, rah, rah, and the and reason why that is, uh, sue everybody the, for that. The guy, the guy who the the showrunner for Phoenix Fan Fusion, he uh, the reason why they had to change their name from Phoenix Comic Con was because he actually went and uh, and um, uh, went into court during that time when. Uh, San Diego Comic Con wanted he so he testified against San Diego Comic Con. So that's the oh, that's really? the reason why they're like, ooh, all eyes are on us now. So now we got to change the name. Oh, there, that, that's yeah, but so happens. why did they change it from Fan Fest? Fest is such a beautiful yeah, term. I, I I you know what I said the same thing. You know I worked uh, that con with the 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 last con that they named it. <laughs> I was like, this is. I like I like Phoenix Fan Fest way better than Fusion. I'm I think and I think they wanted to just bring in those, those everything they the wanted other to revenue everything. of uh of you know what they're pop, gonna do? pop they're culture gonna want, sells man yeah pop culture they're, sells they're gonna, they're gonna wanna go ahead and sue anybody I'm gonna start a show called <laughs> Fusion something and they're gonna like hit me with a cease and desist <laughs> um have you guys ever heard of uh, the comic comic Extrosion? Well, no, that that sounds dirty. Uh, it does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, there was a comic book show in uh, in uh, Las Vegas, and it was called the now Las you're just getting Vegas. Dirtier. <laughs> yeah, the comic yeah. book uh, Las Vegas comic book Extrosion, Jeez. and so Whoa. we all got there and we're all like, "What is an extrosion? Like, oh. what is that?" And nobody could tell us. Like, there was oh. Look, you know, they just wanted a name that, you know, they could totally own because it's not a real name, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, okay, great. Okay. <laughs> we did the show. And by 
3.30 on Saturday. I, actually, I, I think it was a three-day show, so maybe it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. I just remembered, like, around 3 o'clock, the joke started going around. <laughs> hey, man, uh, I know what extrosion stands for now. And we're like, oh, what? What does it stand for? It says, a show that sucks. Oh, <laughs> man. It, it was the worst show. It was horrible. I mean, so that show's like, not around was, anymore, right? Oh, no. They did one year, and that was it. Oh, so oh, it so was an explosion of excrement. Is what it was. It was the it was the Excellent. most fun we had ever had. The people that were there, it was amazing because they also had like a a, a diamond retailer summit like the Monday that followed. Oh, yeah. So it was it was <laughs> diamond. But, Great. But everything else. Well, I look. I'm just saying. This is back in the day when we were glad handing them trying to sell our books. Yeah. You know? yeah. So they were fine. Um, and again, I. I Oh really? I see. I don't know. I don't know the story. <laughs> that's a whole. That's a private that's, conversation between. That's me and different. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, we appreciate you coming on, man. We got. We, I think we went over our thirty-minute time limit here. <laughs> We're almost an yeah. hour here. But uh, we yeah. d- we definitely appreciate you coming on, um, and we're excited to see OMG. I'm I'm excited to see what that that's going to look like. Um, is there anything else that you would like to plug uh, on your way out? Yeah, the only other thing is when we're talking about shows, I'm also doing uh, the first ever uh, office fan fest. Yeah, oh, I saw that. That's kind of cool. That is kind of weird. I I I told them like from day one it's like hey man this sounds awesome uh where are you guys doing it and they're going scranton pennsylvania I said, nice oh, do heck yeah yep. wow i didn't yeah, know that that was happening that's pretty cool he worked on the book the uh yeah uh, no the nice. it's a real Jimmy thing Howard. they're really oh, doing that's it. awesome yeah, yeah. So, but uh that's awesome. but, see, but that's the thing it's like i was like hey look you realize all the actors they all, they all live in los angeles yeah <laughs> like, nobody, nobody nobody lives in scranton pennsylvania yeah. the only thing that's on the show from scranton pennsylvania is the opening credits like yeah. everything else is in los angeles and because, it's like, a handful you, of you small probably things even go down to like the old warehouse where they shot the show you know and like rent yeah. that out but they said no we're doing it out there and i'm like all right sure and, and we <laughs> talked to them and they are brilliant again They've been super, super nice. That's Again, awesome. I can I cannot say anything bad about them. Uh, they're having me out. Uh, we're going to be uh, selling uh, the the Jimmy Halpert books there. Um, nice. So yeah, that's going to be crazy. Again, I, I I never thought that was going to be a thing. I thought the Dexter Con in Tucson, Arizona, was going to happen before yeah. this thing. So it's I'm pretty amazing. Yeah, you know, I gotta I gotta I gotta pick up that that Jimmy Halpert book because my wife is a huge Office fan. Like we like it's it, to the point to where uh, like w- she sleeps to freaking watching The Office every night. I'm like, oh man. I was gonna tell you if you sh- if she slept to the theme song, I'd be like, what? Is no, that no yeah. Well, she sleeps like she puts it on every night. Like it's it's absolutely crazy. And we like we quote almost everything out of that movie daily. So <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Hey man, Toe, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, uh, thank you. Hopefully, we can talk to you again soon. Oh, uh, sure. I mean, the next time I have 30 minutes to go ahead and throw away, I'll definitely make sure I have an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks again. Appreciate All right. it. All right. Hey, man. You guys take care. I'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks again for hanging out with us here on The House of Indy. I'm Joey Galvez and Albert Morales. Albert Morales.